Hi, Stephanie here. I am an entrepreneur, lobbyist, wife, mother, book lover, and political junkie. I think gender equality is still a work in progress in our homes, our workplaces, and our politics. And I love to learn, especially from other women. So I started Women Don't Do That, a podcast and blog to talk about issues women care about today and to inspire us to do whatever it is we think we can't do. So today's episode is called From Idea to Launch the Story of How I Started My Business. And so I am excited to tell you a little bit more about my story. But before we do that, I want to give you some life updates and a few updates about Women Don't Do That. So first off, as some of you may know, either from other podcast episodes or from Instagram, I had a wisdom tooth removed in early January and I'm having some nerve damage. Um, I'm not a dentist, so I might not get all the words right. But basically, there's a part of my mouth that still feels like it's frozen, like my mouth, my lips, my teeth. And I saw the dentist recently, and there's a good chance that it will still go away. There's some good signs. So I see them in a few months, and hopefully it is gone by then. And if not, then I am like this forever. So it is lots of the time not too bad. It is an inconvenience. At times, it is a bit painful and annoying. But um, I have chronic migraines, so I also feel like, yeah, it's kind of annoying and difficult, but in retrospect, I also feel like it could be a lot worse. So anyways, that's uh, an unexpected thing that I'm dealing with these days. Other things, January is kicking off pretty good. Uh, We're almost February, and I feel like parts of it have been really hard, and then parts of it have been really good. I definitely feel really rejuvenated in a lot of ways. Um, it's always challenging in Canada, uh, where I live in Ottawa, like it's winter. We just had a huge snowstorm and our winter hasn't been as bad here as it normally is for weather and being super cold and having a ton of snow. So that's made it a little bit easier, but, um, it is an added challenge sometimes, uh, you know, you don't get enough vitamin D people can feel depressed. And that's why so many of us travel to other countries to warmer places, we just need a week of knowing it will get warmer here eventually. And I've been really tired this week, that's been a bit annoying. Um, so hopefully next week will be a bit better. So that's a little bit about a life update. In terms of the podcast and blog, uh, you might want to check out the latest blog post that's out. It's a reading list from our guests from the last year. If you have followed the podcast for a while, one of the questions I always ask guests is what book they want to recommend. And so the book list is the books that guests have recommended for the last year. So there's a big variety and there's some great books on there. So you can get that on our website and I'll put links in the show notes um, for how to get to our website and access the blogs. And you can also sign up for the blogs there too. Uh, latest interview that we have out right now is about being child-free. And it's really interesting. And it's part of the perspective of just listening to people whose lives are different than ours and, and learning and growing and starting conversations. And it was fascinating for me. I'm a mom of two kids, a working mom. 
and we had just a fantastic, authentic conversation. And I really want to thank Jessica, who uh, did it with me for just being so honest and open about what can be a really challenging topic. So if you haven't taken a listen to that one, it has had a huge uptake. People are very interested in this topic. And so feel free to take a listen. Okay, now we're going to dive into today's episode from idea to launch, the story of how I started my business. So some of you will know from past podcast episodes, the podcast is something I do for fun off the side of my desk. It's something um, I just really enjoy doing and I feel like I'm contributing to something important and uh, it's a lot of fun. But I actually have a business in my career as a professional. I've been a lobbyist. That means different things in different countries. I'm in Canada where it's a it's highly regulated, I guess you would say. Sometimes lobbying is also referred to as advocacy or government relations. Sometimes people have discomfort with some of those terms, but at the end of the day, they all mean the same thing. So I own a consulting business that's called Beacon North Strategies, and it does a range of public affairs activities, um, but one of the specialties would be federal government relations, so engaging with our federal government in Canada. And so I basically help companies, organizations navigate the federal landscape in Canada. So kind of the who, what, when, where, how, why, and when I, of government. And when I try to explain to people what I do, sometimes an example can help. So for something like maybe you want to change a regulation. So a client of mine could be the Canadian Cancer Society, and they want to change change regulations so that tanning beds become banned in Canada, like they can't exist anymore. So they might hire somebody like me to help them figure out like who they need to talk to, what kind of information they need to present or research, how do they present that information to government, um, kind of making a strategy about how can they make that happen. And so you hire somebody like me to do something like that. So that can be one example. Sometimes it's just changing a policy um, or wanting to raise awareness on certain issues. There's many different ways of looking at it, but that at least gives you a bit of perspective. So basically, when I went to university, I went to university in Ottawa, which is their capital, and I was very lucky to spend some time on Parliament Hill working for politicians and volunteering for them during my studies. And then ever since I then, I left Ottawa, did my master's degree, came back to Ottawa, um, I've worked basically in the government relations or lobbying industry um, for my entire career and have worked in a lot of different places. So was able to get a lot of interesting skill sets. And one of those jobs that I did have was at another consulting firm. Um, so really learning how to do that kind of work. And so most of my career had been in that space, but it's kind of interesting how my actual opening of the business came about. So I had been working at an organization called Children First Canada. They do domestic advocacy for children's issues in Canada at the federal level. So things like advocating for more money for children's mental health, those kinds of issues. They run a, a Young Canadians Parliament where they engage with MPs, uh, members of Parliament in Canada. And so I was their managing director for a while. During that time, as some of you will know, because the podcast has been around for a few years now, I got really sick and we didn't really know what was going on or why. I was just really sick for a while. 
Eventually, I was diagnosed with chronic migraines. By the time I was diagnosed, I was having them daily. So every single day I was in a migraine. So I was very, very ill. And um, I didn't even know this. I had a lot of family members that had migraines. And I didn't know that like migraines are not just severe headaches. Like you, you see the traditional, you know, I can't be in light. I feel like I'm going to throw up. I need to lay in my bed. There's actually a ton more issues that can happen. You can have cognitive issues where you can't think straight. You can have nausea. So I often get nauseated, um, which is just a really terrible feeling, especially for some of you who have been pregnant. You can imagine what it, it feels like to be feeling like that a lot of the time. So at that point, I had to take some time off work. And I actually don't think I was diagnosed yet. I think I was just really sick. We didn't know why. And I was constantly having medical tests because they tested like everything. So I ended up taking some time off of work. And then, so I took a few months off, got diagnosed, got some treatments. 50% of people that have this don't work at all. Like it is a very challenging thing to live with. It's a chronic illness. Um, and I still have migraines every month, but they're much more managed. And every once in a while, they're really bad again. So like over Christmas, I was sick just before Christmas Eve until New Year's, like really uh, nauseated and having migraines and just not feeling well, um, which was really, really hard because I, I hadn't had them that bad for a while. Anyways, just to say that uh, it's still something that I live with constantly. But when I was ready to maybe go back to work at the time, the organization had really grown and they had added a bunch of roles since I had left. Um, the CEO had also come back, the former CEO, the woman who had started the organization. So things just looked really differently. And so there was the option for me to go back and lead their government relations for part-time hours. And I actually thought, oh, that's great. Like I, I've been sick. This is a way for me to kind of start back at it. And at the same time, I had somebody else say to me, I really would like to hire somebody to do government relations. Why don't you do GR for me? Why don't you know, you start a company and do a GR for me. And I thought, well, I mean, maybe that's a good thing to do. I could take on one, maybe two clients and work on the side. And in this way, between both jobs, I would still have a little bit of flexibility where if I had a day I really wasn't feeling well, like a day I need to lay down for an hour, I could still do it and still meet all of all of my clients' needs or my work's needs. And it was interesting because in the past, people had asked me to do that for them too. And I was just kind of like, no, I'm not ready. I don't know. But one of the differences was when I was the managing director at Children First, I learned how to run a business ultimately because um, we were small then. So there was one and then there was two of us. So I learned like all the back end of like how, how like, you know, how do you work with, work with a bookkeeper? How do you do like I had to do budgets and stuff at other places I worked, but never at the level of like a full organization and like, how do you budget that? And um, how do you pay vendors? And what does that look like? And just learning all of those kinds of things was something that I was able to do at the not-for-profit, which really set me up for, from, for some great experience. And it was so funny because I always felt like I had an entrepreneurial spirit in me, but was always like, oh, but I don't know what I would do. Like it, it's mind boggling to me that I had no idea what I wanted to do it in. And then I ended up doing it in the thing that my whole career has been. And I don't know how I didn't see that. That is mind boggling to me. Um, but anyway, so that is really how the company started. And then over time, 
other people wanted to work with me. And so I've been able to add clients. Um, and then this past year in September, the organization that I was working for became a client. And so now I'm 100% in in my business. I still feel like, I think I've been doing it for almost three years, three years and a bit, but it doesn't feel that long because partially of COVID, right? Like I didn't take as much client work during COVID and really focused on helping my daughters with online school. So I did do some client work, but I wasn't as focused on like, this is 100% how I need to like bring in income. So that's kind of the the, the short story, short-ish story of how it happened. And I, uh, I thought through like, what are some of the other questions that you might be interested to know about? So that's really how it happened. It gives you a little background about what I do and how the business just came about. And I think what, like, what gave me, like, influenced me to start it was really, it, it was just the circumstances, right? Like, I had the time to take on a client, right? Because I was only doing part-time work for the other folks. And I just kind of thought, why not? And And a client kind of fell in my lap, right? Like, so obviously that makes it a little bit easier. I would also say for the type of business that I took on, which was consulting, for my type of work, there really is a very low startup costs. Backing up, I will add, my husband has a good job. And because I had been ill and stuff like that, we had learned to live on less income in general. And so it also allowed me to do that right so the fact that I had a husband that had a good job so like if something didn't work out with all the things that I was doing we had his income the fact that we had learned to live on a little bit less with me being ill so you know me maybe not going back full-time to like a big corporate job was still somewhat okay and um the fact that the startup costs for business like this are very low and so <clears throat> If it failed, if I changed my mind after a few years, if I don't want to do it anymore, the cost of investing is very low. Like at the very beginning, you need a cell phone, you need internet, you need a computer, which you may already have. You need access to some kind of email system, but like you can, but you don't have to have a website. Like you don't have to. Um, I do, but it's not a must. So you can actually start keeping your costs extremely low. Um you know, you'll want to come up with a business name and register your business. But even those costs are pretty low. Like, I don't really remember off the top of my head, but for a couple thousand, maybe even one or two, you can, you know, scrape by doing some of the basics and get started. And so if you change your mind later or it doesn't work out, it's not a big loss versus if you like bought a building and started a restaurant or decided to like sell clothes in a physical store, those costs look very, very different. And so I think that also made it really easier because I often hear people saying like, I'd love to start my own thing, but I don't know. And um, I think in those businesses, you, you're you really taking a much bigger uh, step forward. I would also say one of the things that I did is um, there are some different programs in Canada, uh, whether it's your city, your province, um, federally, that support women in business. Um, or just business in general. So at one of somewhere I had taken a course on basically like business 101, like what are the basics? Like, how do you register? How do you get started? 
And there are some supports like that in Canada that exist for free. So you can do something like that. So that was really helpful. There's also tons of great articles out there and stuff like that. I would just say you want to make sure you get your information for the jurisdiction that you're in. So given my jurisdiction is Canada, Ontario, City of Ottawa, um, you want to make sure that you're operating, like taking the information from the right place, right? For Canada, a lot of the stuff when you look online, you'll get is American, but it's just, it's not the same. So you need to look up for the jurisdiction of wherever you live. So in terms of getting started, there were some things I had to do, but there wasn't a ton of research and planning to do before launching it. Um, the other thing that happened to me where I got very, very lucky is someone was doing business coach coaching that I know and was kind of training for it. So they needed to practice on people for free and asked if I wanted free business coaching. So that was really helpful to keep me accountable in certain tasks when I was first getting started or even just making lists of things that I wanted to do, for instance, having a price list. So like when clients come to me, like I would be able to say like, oh yeah, this is what this costs or this is what this costs. So that was really helpful. And again, like the timing just worked out really well. Um, but I would say like you're starting it blind, right? Like you might have a few uh, folks you think would be interested in it. Um, I made a list to, you know, let people know I have a bit of online presence because of the podcast and just from my career, I'm a good networker as part of what I do as a lobbyist. And so I worked that network, let people know about what I was doing, shared it on social media. That's really uh, some of the steps that I took to really kick things off. Some pros I would say are, I kind of like the stress on me of ter in terms of, you know, basically everything is my decision and my fault if it doesn't go well. And that doesn't really bother me that much. I like having more control and flexibility about my time and that kind of a thing in the middle of the day, I can go do something and work later at night and it's fine. It doesn't really matter as long as I service my clients and get them what they need. It's fine. You do. It is definitely really hard work. I'm a person who likes to work hard. I've always worked hard no matter where I am. But if you want your business to do well, you have to be tenacious and work hard. Um, I also think that if you're not a self-motivator, it's probably not the right thing for you because there are days where it is hard for sure. And especially what, like when you're first starting out, but there are also so many ways that it's also worth it and that I enjoy doing it. And I feel like if you have the heart of an entrepreneur, like just not doing it isn't really an option. Cons, one con is obviously that it's stressful, right? Like you can't just get um, as much as the certain kinds of stress around it doesn't bother me too much. There are still moments where it is stressful. And in my business, sometimes the consulting contracts can can be not always, but can be quite short, like often three month in increments. And so you are kind of constantly having to do business development. And then, you know, there are moments where you're like, oh my gosh, am I going to have an extra client for this next month or not? And so that can be a little bit stressful for sure. But personally, I find the pros work out of the cons and especially just given my health, I have more flexibility um, for times when I need it, uh, which has been really important. So I'll park that piece there. What, one mistake I made when I think about early in my business um, I don't feel like I made a lot, but one was I did not buy a very good computer and I feel, and already I'm like, oh my gosh, I kind of need to replace it. And it's just not that old. Um, so that's kind of frustrating, but, uh, obviously bigger, bigger, uh, things could have been done, bigger problems. Yeah. So those are just some of the things about how I got started. 
And I'm happy to answer any additional questions people have about what I did or what I do. So feel free to send me a message on Instagram. You can DM me on Instagram and I'd be happy to get back to you or, or make a video or something and answer your questions. I'm pretty active on Instagram. So if, um, if that's of interest to you, you can definitely find me there. What else do I want to add? um before I close off so on the business side what am I doing this year so I'm adding some courses this year so that's exciting I think I may have, may have mentioned that in a different episode um, but if that's something you're potentially interested in some of them are definitely advocacy or government relations focused but some of them if you're in a different corporate environment would definitely be beneficial I taught a course to entrepreneurs last year last year about like how do you get what you want out of a meeting because that's a big part of what I do uh is coaching people or leading meetings and trying to get out of them what we want right and so um I'll be doing some teaching of some of those things this year so it's beaconnorthstrategies.com and uh, I can put that in the show notes you can sign up for the newsletter that's how I'll be sharing that information so feel free to find me there what else yeah, that's really how I got things started. As I said, feel free to DM me on Instagram if you have questions. I just want to give you a few other updates that are coming up. Um, often on Mondays, I do a work with me at 9am. It's an opportunity for I just work at my desk and you can clean your house, you can work at your desk, you can be doing whatever. And it's uh, just to have some motivation and someone go alongside you. We usually work from like nine to 10 Eastern. And then we work for like 25 minutes and then check in for five. So that's a lot of fun. So feel free to join me for that. There's the odd time I can't do it, but I usually uh, put it in my stories um, or so you'll know that it's happening. So mostly Mondays at 9 a.m. Eastern. The other thing is I am going to be releasing the list of podcasts. So early in the episode, I talked about the list of books, but there's also a list of podcasts. So for each uh, guests that we had, I asked them for this last year what their favorite podcast is to listen to. And so I will be releasing that not this Sunday, but next Sunday. And again, you can sign up for the blog on the website. So you can sign up for that specifically so that when it comes out, you get it sent to your mailbox. So feel free to sign up for that as well. Thank you so much uh, for learning and growing with me. I hope you found it interesting and maybe even inspiring to hear about how I started my business and what I am doing. Um, I know a lot of you have thoughts of maybe wanting to do that and it can be a little bit scary. And so hopefully breaking down my story will encourage you to take that leap and just not overthink it if it's something that you really want. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to Women Don't Do That. I hope you feel inspired to do whatever it is you think you can't do. Make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Stay connected on Twitter and Instagram at Women Don't Do That. I would love to have you join the conversation, so make sure you join our next Instagram Live. Find all our podcast and blog content at womendontdothat.com. Join me next time.